What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You're listening to Comedy Central. Another week, another job fair. Now hiring. American Airlines was forced to cancel hundreds of flights due to significant staff shortages and maintenance issues. The airline says they will continue to cancel 50 to 80 flights a day well through the month of July. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go somewhere, take your ass over to American Airlines. Clearly they hired. Here's here's a question, mm-hmm. JG. Yeah. Do you, do you really need two pilots? Can't we spread these pilots out? Uh, you do know you're about to get on a plane, right? We need two pilots. But if it's tight right now and you ain't got the staff, do you got to stretch it thin? You never know. One might get ill in the middle of a flight. One might drink a little too much before the flight. You need that second person. Do you what do, about a robot? Do you do this show alone? This is different. We're on the ground. Ralph, I like that idea. <laughs> no. What about a robot? You're a robot pilot. I'm not getting There's on that really- plane. You only, they only fly the planes for takeoff and landing. Everything else is computers anyway. Okay, so when the Russians hack it, then what are we going to do? Because they come. By Russian robots. <laughs> yeah, let me go on. You got a point. You got a point. Let's start the show. My name is Roy. This is my job there. Happy end of Pride Month, a conclusion to a wonderful Juneteenth. JG is in the building. Hello. How are you doing today, JG? I'm well, Roy. How are you? And back with us is the homie Ralph, a.k.a. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, how you doing, sir? <laughs> Another beat on the record. Thank you there, Producer Lawrence, for catching that one and make sure we don't get sued. Uh, Morehouse Man, how, how, was, how was your last uh, my last week was uh, pretty pretty good, sir. I got to celebrate Father's Day. And I laid around and got really inebriated. I was lazy. And it was a very good day. Very good day. So, it's the end of Pride Month. Well, you know, no, you know what I need to do? Off the top, because JG, you always catch me at the end of the show. So, let me plug right now. July 5th. Oh. July 5th. July 5th. July 5th. Yes. I executive produced a documentary which debuted at Tribeca earlier this mm-hmm. month. Uh, shout out to my main, uh, CJ Hunt, who was the creator and director of this great film. Mm-hmm. It's called The Neutral Ground. And it's basically CJ exploring America's obsessive relationship with Confederate monuments. Mm-hmm. And the people who don't want to let them go, the people who are trying to get rid of them. 
Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful film. Uh, it'll be on PBS Monday, July 5th. And I know you ain't got nothing better to do because I think we getting Monday off for the fourth, right? Or do we get that Friday off because it's well, a either weekend? Way, either way, set the DVR. I'm about to say, if you're getting a STEMI check, you off either way. So, yeah, yeah. you know, take that. Yeah. Well, That's why you're take not. that. I read one other thing about it. Well, number one, congratulations, Roy, on your True, EP. Congrats, congrats. Oh, don't look like that. I know you're like, whatever, whatever. Congratulations, Roy. Well, thank you. You're thank welcome. you. Before we get into worse than first, um, let's let's I hope that this makes sense when I present to you multiple Cody most outstanding employees of the week. Hmm? We have multiples. Okay. We have multiple employees of the week because they all made the same mistakes. Now, Juneteenth was a federal holiday for the first time this year. And a lot of corporations didn't quite know how to be a part of it. When the truth is, if you didn't have an answer, maybe you just sit this one out. <laughs> You don't have to be a part of every motherfucking celebration that everybody, like there's this pressure, I think that corporations feel to be a part of every single conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where they fuck up. So there's a lot of companies out there that um was doing Juneteenth posts that I think some of these social media people got fired for. Should have gotten fired for. I hope they got fired. The Los Angeles <laughs> Police Department posted on their Twitter that they wished everybody a happy Juneteenth. Wow. <laughs> wow. The Los Angeles Riot. Police wow. Department. Wow. That's right up there with the NYPD oh, having that pride card. They got a rainbow squad card? No, they don't. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Google that one, Morehouse man. Yes. Wow. The San wow. Jose Sharks of the National Hockey League had a Celebrate Freedom Juneteenth. JG, I don't know I if you're familiar them. with the logo mm -hmm. of the San Jose Sharks, but uh, for those who aren't, it's a shark biting through a hockey stick to show you the ferocity with which this shark is aggressive on the ice playing the game of hockey. The Juneteenth alteration to that logo, they removed the hockey stick and put some shackles, mm -hmm. and the shark is biting through the shackles, and next to the shackle is the freedom chains. It's basically a black person holding out their freedom yeah. chains, and, the, and I've been free. We all know the story, Ralph. But, wow. We I'm know the story of Juneteenth. I am looking at this, and I am in shock. Oh, my God. The shark is biting through. <laughs> but you the know, story of Juneteenth. Oh, go ahead, J.J. Well, no, I'm going to say. No, you're fine. I'm just going to say what that tells us is there is no one in the upper echelon or no one up in the reporting structure that has a real say that looks like us. It's real simple because anybody <sighs> with a backbone or someone who had the authority to say that this is a dumb idea should have said it. Wow. Jacqueline, I don't think you know your history, JG. Respect. Help me. Wasn't was Juneteenth when the Black people in Texas found out late that we was free? Mm -hmm. Correct. But the way they found out, Ralph, mm. was a shark. <laughs> <came down laughs> it was not. 
Ain't no flying to you. Listen. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want me to tell you? Do you want me to give you a game or not, JG? Is this Clearly, Sharknado? You don't know our history. Is this Sharknado? No, hey, you don't know hey. history. Go ahead. A Sharknado part, appeared man. in Galveston. And the sharks were flying through the air. <laughs> and and they freed black people one chain at a time. And then those sharks returned to the sea. Well, it is. That's a- why black people don't dive shark attacks often, because the sharks remember <laughs> Juneteenth. See, I was just thinking that's why Killmonger said, Return me to the sea because of the sharks. Because you know cat. It's historical, JG. It's historical. Do not encourage him. No. It's so, historical. But JG, the sharks are even wearing red. The sharks are wearing red, JG. Wrong. The game is real. Wrong. For putting your career on the line by making terrible Juneteenth posts, <laughs> and more than likely, some of you got fired. Hopefully. Thus opening up positions for people that are a little bit more in tune with what the hell is going on. All of the various social media managers over the month of June, you are all Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Let's get into worst and first now. Uh, JG, who do we have on the line? (laughs) We have David. David is currently in Texas, and David wants to talk to you about rolling dice in Louisiana. Okay, so rolling dice in Louisiana, what do you mean? Like, what is what is what Maybe does David do exactly? Dice or cards? He worked in a casino. Okay. Oh, yeah, the casino. That's a very, mm-hmm. very interesting job. Mm-hmm. I, let's just get him on real quick. David, how, how you doing, brother? First off, welcome to the job. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, this is an awesome show, man. I, I really appreciate Aww. it. And you're probably well, I, one of my top comedians I follow, especially on Twitter. Your Twitter game is hilarious. Oh, Brother, I appreciate that. So we're talking about the casino. And uh, was this your worst job or your first job? This was hands down my worst job. Okay, now what did you do in the casino? Because there's a lot of different jobs in the casino, you know, but I always thought it was cool to be like the the dealer, <laughs> like the at least the craps guy. Whoever that who's the motherfucker with the stick at the craps table? That, that yeah, dude. that's the that's craps. So the basically just like you said, it's the stick dealer. And mm-hmm. I tried to learn craps, but craps is a whole different thing. Matter of fact, I went through craps class, fell twice. So I was like, eh, this is not going to be for me. (laughs) But I started out, um, I I started out doing security. And so once I started doing security, I worked my way up and stuff. And they actually had a dealer school open up. And so I had a friend of mine that was telling me, well, you can make a lot of money being a dealer. And of course, you can make a lot more money than what I was doing, because basically what I was doing for security, I was the guy that would be inside the, um, the trucks and I will roam the Ooh. property. And so if you was outside and your car got stopped or whatever, or if your engine went out, or whatever, I give you a car boost or whatever. If you needed help dragging your bags to the car, I helped did that. Or in right, some cases, get your broke ass out of casino, dude. <laughs> or in some cases, oh, you ain't spending money no more. Let me help you get the fuck not, out of this casino. Not, not that, not to that point. But I did have to stop people for having sex in the car. 
What? He's a hater, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Respectfully. 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 <laughs> I mean, stop them. Why? Because. Other, like, how did you know? Did you just catch him on the roll through with the, like the little spot? With the spotlight above the side view mirror, I didn't have a spotlight. Or... I just had my, my, I just had my truck, and I would get a call, and it was like there's some suspicious activity on the third floor of the parking garage. We need to go check it out. I go roaming around, and I'll run up on the car, and the windows be all fogged, and the only thing you see is just the <laughs> rocking back and forth. <laughs> uh, so. How do you, and I'm reading up here, Down South Georgia Girl pulled a couple numbers for us. Casino deal is anywhere from a few extra dollars an hour or up to $50 an hour, depending on how much they're getting tipped. Mm-hmm. The biggest tips come from dealing poker. Because there's two different types of casinos. And I'm going to be honest with you. JG said, yeah, we got a casino nigga coming on. I was like, all right, cool. And... You think casino on the one hand, and it's the glitz and the glamour, Vegas casino. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the, oh, my God, my wife is leaving me. I'm going to lose everything. I got to take this last $40 and flip that shit a zillion times. Yes. Casino. Yes. Dollar poker night. Hollywood Park, LAX, RIP. The people in LA know what I'm talking about on Century Boulevard. Uh, I used to run uh, the $5 blackjack tables. And Ooh. so, especially around Christmas time, it is... Nothing for somebody to come to the table and be like, okay, I have a hundred dollars. I know I'm supposed to spend this hundred dollars on my uh Christmas and on my family, oh. but I need to flip this one hundred dollars into a thousand dollars. And David, mm-hmm. you're gonna make sure I win every single hand. Oh. It is your fault if they don't. Right. <laughs> You have no idea how much they blame me. I have been called every name in the book. I have been cussed out in different languages. I've had to ask people to translate what they said to me. (laughs) (laughs) So the verbal abuse alongside, and if you're working at one of these casinos, already know if you're working at a casino where people are fucking in a parking lot and there's $5 blackjack, they're allowing smoking inside. Mm -hmm. So that plus the verbal abuse, is that what made the job so bad? Like, like, were you able to shake off that level of verbal abuse on a regular basis? Because that's part of your job. It's just, if I'm going to be honest, it's part of your job to get cussed at. But you got to know it's not personal, right? It's just the cards. Yeah, when I first took the position, that's one of the first things they told me was, like, you have to make sure that you don't take everything they say to you personally. Because if you do, you're going to take it home and it's going to affect you all day long. And I'm not going to lie to you, for the first couple of months, it was hard on me because I wasn't used to people coming at me like this. I'm like, I'm just here trying to entertain and deal cards. Y'all blowing smoke in my face and stuff. Yeah, it's that it's when I tell you the verbal abuse, when people come at you, when you losing 10,000, 20,000. 30,000. I've had one woman lose $100,000 to me. It's one thing for somebody to come in and spend their Christmas money, but it's got to be something. What was the worst? Like, what, what can you give us that? Maybe a story of, of seeing somebody just kind of lose it and you saw that. Uh, well, you know they called the suicide hotline. <laughs> like, the moment they dip. I had a woman, She uh, we was in the high limit. She bought in for $10,000. And I'm sitting there counting the money out. Like, do you know how much 
the things I could do with this $10,000, but okay, cool, mm-hmm. whatever. All right, so we're going through the motions and everything. She's busting my butt. She's killing me. I couldn't win the hands. Literally, she won about 50 hands straight. She Whoa. went through blackjack. blackjack. She went through decks. That never happens. Yeah, it hardly ever happens. She went through decks. And then, like, the, is that where, like, the pit boss brings a new deck? Like, hey, put put. Put some new cards in this bitch. She wouldn't do it. No, they just start really watching. Mm. They'll sort of like all of a sudden you got three, four security people standing around you just Oh yeah. Trust me, if you start winning a whole lot of money, you'll start seeing security come around you. If not security, then it's the other pit bosses because the pit bosses are making sure you're dealing the cards properly and you're not exposing mm. anything. And so she got up to a hundred thousand dollars. We sat there and counted out and everything. She looked at me dead in my eyes and said, I should leave right now. I said, yes, you should. (laughs) You should leave right now. And so she sat there and she thought about it. And she was like, no, no, I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep playing. I put this Mm. on everything. She lost $100,000 in one hour and 45 minutes. You timed it. (laughs) Mother. By the time I went on break, because we get breaks every hour and 30 minutes or every two hours. By the time I went Mm. on break, she had lost everything. By the time I went home that night, she had bought in for another $20,000. Ooh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. I love a feel-good story. (laughs) I'm okay with that. (laughs) Should have left. Yeah, she should have left. Should have left. I've, I've told her she should have left. Well, brother, thank you so much for calling into the show, man. We appreciate you and keep doing what you do. When I get down there to Texas, man, hit hit me up, man. We'll get you some tickets to run. Oh the yeah, shows. most definitely. I'll be glad to. I'll be glad to cook for you as well, too. Oh, okay. Now, see, you one of these brothers that throw down. See, that's what I need, Jacqueline. I need that fan base that cook. See, I be out. I used to tour with some of these white boys back in like oh eight oh nine, and they fans be bringing them weed brownies. And pasta, all types of like the green room looked like a potluck by the end of the weekend. Weren't you just eating a biscuit? So, Weren't you just eating a biscuit? But that was my biscuit I paid for. It didn't taste the same. Facts. Well, see, this brother talking about bringing free biscuits to the green room, and I'm with that. See, well, I'm, I'm, a, person, I'm, with I'm that. a personal chef now. And so okay. I'll be, whenever you come to Dallas, I'll be more than happy to hook you up with like desserts and, and the whole meal and everything. You know. I run a catering business with my wife and stuff. So, yeah, I'd be more than happy to cook for you. What's the business, man? Shout that shit <laughs> out. So, y'all hiring shit. What's yeah. the business? Our business is called Long Life Catering. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, my wife does amazing cupcakes, brownies. I do barbecue. I, mm. You name it, I'll, I'll do it. That's what's up. Well, respect to you, brother. Uh, let us know when you're hiring. We're happy to have you back on the show, man. Thank you so much for calling in, my man. My pleasure. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, Dave. All right, brother. Have a good one. Thanks, Dave. Mm, yummy. That's a nice brother right there. Mm-hmm. He's very nice, very nice. After the break, we're going to talk to my homie, uh, Kasim, and see what the hell they hiring for. Um, we have to talk a little bit more about this lady, man. $100,000. Damn. R.I.P. R.I.P. Job fair. We'll be back. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? 
but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind-down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. 
So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Royce Job Fair, back in business. Uh, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the last segment, if you have a worst or first segment, if you have a job that really sucked or a job you really love, we'd love to hear from you. RoyceJobFair at gmail.com. RoyceJobFair at gmail.com. It's time to explore the world of employment now. And, you know, we're going to talk to some folks out there that's hiring and doing the right thing by people and offering jobs up in this crazy world. Let's take it to the West Coast, JG, and explore the world of employment. Uh who do we have with us today on the phone, Jacqueline? We have Kasim, and he's with the Episcopal Community Services in San Francisco, and they're hiring for a case manager, and they do good work. It's heartfelt. Kasim. Yeah. Kasim, hey. the wonderful, wonderful, hilarious Kasim. I'll leave your last name out unless you want to give it. I don't want to. I don't care. I'm so, I'm pretty dead inside at this point, so I don't oh. care. I'm, I'm risking it all. I don't care. Kasim no. Jamal Bentley, 44, Social Security, last four digits, 5934. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he looks uh, Okay. I don't give a okay. shit. Okay. Scorched earth. Tell me about what you all do. Okay. There. Episcopal Community Services is a housing organization located in San Francisco where you take uh, the, I guess you'd say the homeless or uh, homelessly challenged or home, home challenge. Unhoused is the word that I've heard. Unhoused, yeah, let's be official about this. The unhoused, and we provide them uh, with sustainable housing, uh, sustainable permanent housing, and also wraparound services, you know, case management, uh, you know, local resources, and, you know, and the like. So, and it's good work. You know, many of the the people uh, who we service, you know, are dealing in the Tenderloin and San Francisco, uh, which is one of the more impoverished areas, That's a tough area. yeah. it is very, very tough. It is uh, it is nothing tender. This this mm-hmm. place is is tough. You know what I mean? So uh, that's but, like Southeast DC on the West Coast. Uh, I've heard people talk about DC. And I'm gonna go ahead and say that the Tenderloin whoops uh, DC's ass. <laughs> All right. So it's like it's this is you know oh, it's wow. bad when people <clears throat> from the worst parts of New York leave. You know what I'm saying? Because they couldn't cut it in the tenderloin. You know what I mean? Like, I like wow. it's the kind of place where you'll see like white people aspire to be black. You know, like you know what I mean? Dang. That kind of like that black poverty. You know what I mean? Because it's like that kind of <sighs> stuff. You know what I mean? Like you'll like last like you'll see things that you'll never see. Like you know, like yesterday, like I saw a white girl in black Air Force Ones. You know what I mean? <laughs> For the listeners who don't know, the Black Air Force One is the official shoe of whoop your ass. Facts. Well, I don't mess with anybody. She's definitely listening to local rap. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, Kasim, what what are what are you all hiring for? Over uh, there they're right hiring now? for my. They're hiring for a bevy. Uh, you will never hear that a black person say that again. A bevy of positions, uh, various positions, but mine especially. Case manager three, which is like, it's like, you know, if you can't, if there's no social worker in your building, case manager three, you know what I mean? Or four, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, but that, that basically means I'm just the link toward, you know, housing opportunities and resources and helping you make proper life decisions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, and most of us work in hotels like SROs, which are single room occupancy hotels. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where basically all live here. It's like real world, but a tad bit more problems. You know what I mean? A tad less mm-hmm. teeth. You know what I mean? So, it's so, like, you, so you're the liaison between people that are currently in temporary housing provided by the city to find them something that's more... No, this is, I'm working in a hotel, so I'm there already staying here. So there's about 50 people, uh, there's about 40 something people here because I think someone's, I think a few people in the hospital. So like, you know I mean? It's like, it's, it is what it is, right? So Uh, housing comes with your job? So you get a place to stay? No, 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 no. I would never live here. I would never, I would never live here. I would rather live in a refrigerator box. You know what I mean? I swear to God. Oh my gosh. Sometimes I stay late here and this is when it turns into like when you put the water on the gremlins. (laughs) But instead they just become so the job the area becomes more stressful the later it gets as yeah, it I, is in a lot and of I started like, you clearly have a way of using humor to deal with what is a better than most situation for a lot of people that are there right. but they're definitely not where anyone would hope for them to eventually be right how do you deal because this is not a light job yet you show Mm -hmm. up every day i hear you cracking all these jokes and talking all this shit but you show up every fucking day yeah to make sure that one less person is on the streets of san francisco and i would imagine there's something rewarding about that what is it that dro- that drives you to do this? Because, you know, for people that want to do this, this the, you're not doing this strictly for the check. You clearly no, have to give a fuck about people. So what is your emotional makeup as it relates to what someone mm. else's emotional makeup should be if they want to dive into this into this field? Well, I'm lucky because I grew up in a family of first service providers. Like my mom is an award-winning social worker. So oh. I kind of grew up seeing that. She's the, I will not add her name. Well, I could add her name. She'll care. Lark Thomas. Uh, she's like, they, if you say her name, it's like, oh, you're Larkson, right? And then my dad, he went, well, he was working with juveniles and then he went to be a bus driver and he went back to, to try to, you know, work with, and my sister works, she's a nonprofit, but she, well, she works for the feds, right? You know, she's a goody two-shoes. So we're all kind of, you know, upwardly mobile, well-to-do Negroes who are like are willing to like work with the community. So I, what I saw was helping, especially us, like what us make the link from A to A, not even like A to Z, because that's unrealistic a lot of time. People who want to do this work, the one thing you can burn out is when you take a person who comes from an impoverished background or, you know, or like are lacking certain resources or skills, and you think you can, you think very highly of people, and you think you can get them to A to Z, but it doesn't work like that. You need to be thinking A to C, C to E, E to that. And that, that helps you and your mental health because there's a lot of inconsistency with, you know, this demographic or this population we're working with. So, and, you know, and, you, and if you can come into the job and understand you're not trying to judge them and you're basically trying to work with them and trying to meet them where they're at, but try to work with them and trying to make forward progress to an attainable goal, that's rewarding. You know what I'm saying? Because I have guys in here who like, They've had a long-standing history with drug abuse, improper housing. I mean, just of stories, and a lot of them have a defeatist attitude after a while. And it's really rewarding, not just for myself, right, but for them to see themselves get something like Section Eight or a, a diploma, or like, you know, even for like 
I need connected to their family. It almost sounds like the joy comes in the smaller pictures. Yeah, it's about like I think, I think, you know what I mean. No, it's true. That's why I tell. That's why I tell a lot of them. Like, let's not always celebrate the big things. It's like the small. Let's find something every day that you can celebrate. Because if there's, if you don't have that, then uh, then you'll be always searching for something that is not always there. You know what I'm saying? And some people take hold of that. Some people are still looking for the big win at the end. Of, but mm-hmm. a lot of them, they they have to understand too that they're going to have obstacles. I don't. I try not to use language that. Would depress them so like i try mm-hmm. to say hey don't call them failures call them obstacles you know what i mean don't call them wins mm-hmm. call the advantages like these are just things there's this is just non-profit language you know it's like when people use the word synergy you know like, you know, like crap like in the tech world you know what i mean it's like you know we need to synergize a way to yeah. make an app to get rid of homeless people that's what san francisco really is you know what i mean here's what's funny a lot of times we get we we look at homeless people we're like oh that's such a shame and you know they don't have any control of their faculties and like you sometimes you don't realize how imprisoned a lot of us are by our by our houses by our things that we're buying about you know the lifestyle we have or aspire for and how much that it's really dwelling the human spirit you know what i mean and a lot of these guys Dude, a lot of homeless people got money. Like, I look at Roy. Roy got money. Like, you got money. If Roy, if I to make Roy, oh, money, okay. I, would get, I would need to. I would need to go to Walnut Creek and get by hit by ten cars. You know what I'm saying? That like Roy's money. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully they pay me. But these dudes out here, <laughs> d- dude, there's homeless people. Think, think about this. You owe taxes. You pay this. You got. You got eight streaming services. You know you pay. You got you got child support, or if you pay it, you know what I mean. It's like these homeless dudes—they're getting cash on cash, dude. There's a dude I know right now. Is dude named Juan. I can shout him on the street. He'll have on him ten G's, ten G's on him, and a gun. He's you know what I mean, but he has ten G's on him. And there's dudes out here who have bank accounts. There's a Wells Fargo that works with the homeless. I remember one of my clients. He fooled us all. It was like Kevin Spacey and usual suspects. These dudes get inheritances. These dudes win a lot. They, you know, they get the, you know how it is. The city can't take your money if you get inheritance and all. It doesn't affect you. So these dudes will live in a box and have this one dude. I remember this story was a guy running around. When he died, he had like damn near half a million dollars. You know so why did they choose the streets? Yeah. If they have that option. Is it not having, is it having a lack of trust of people? Is it mental health issues? Is it the way that the rental system is set up where you got to have a bank account and credit history and all this other paper, paper trail shit that they may not have? Like if I'm, if I got 10 stacks in my pocket, in my head, I know at minimum, I can be somebody's roommate for three hundo. Yeah. But then, then, but the thing about it is let's say you've been conditioned, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you don't it's you never know what's going on so but the idea is that it's saving money it's like rich people like somehow in like just in my career i there's a place in here in the city called the battery it's a private club owned by like the tech elite a few of them right and i do shows there right and i'll meet these guys it's like you know it's like you like Stand-up what do you, comedy right you're a comedian yeah yeah it's like i'm not yeah. listen, listen i'm not doing life coaching you know what i mean i'm just sitting here <laughs> telling my crap jokes and stories so and like I'll meet a guy, like some white guy. He owns like a piece of air in the color green, you know what I mean, or something, right? And, like a real separate, <laughs> you know, I have a piece of air, right? And what is this, it? I was an early investor in the color navy. 
That's hilarious. I got a little money in green right now, a little money in beige, right. you know, right now. You know, and it's like, they, they, but you learn, or my mom's an AKA, right? And you see, when you see rich black people, you know what I'm saying? What do they do? They find every way to keep their money. You know, I mean, there's no difference sometimes between a person who has an abundance of resources and wants to keep it, and a person who has limited resources and wants to keep it. It's just about how you go about it. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, what happens. Your perspective like on what a bad investment is just different. Yeah, yeah like them is Bitcoin, sense. them is a scratcher. You know what I mean? It's all. It's all you going damn at the end. You know what I mean? It's just like, whatever. (laughs) I think that what Kasim is offering here, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Kasim, but, you know, a lot of people want to help, but they don't know where to start or what can I do to help be a part of a solution to something greater. And your thing might not be police. Law enforcement might not be your thing. Mm -hmm. Social work might have too much other than involved. So I love that you called in with, this other avenue that in spite of a lot of drama, if you're helping people get that boulder just a little bit further up the mountain, instead of just trying to chuck that shit all the way at the top, I think it's, I think it's worthwhile. Where can people reach out and contact you if they want to be a part of what you're doing? Uh, You can reach me at kbentley at ecs-sf.org. I can reach out to me online. I'm I'm there. And for anybody that's willing to uh, donate their time, I mean, there's always need for volunteers. Mm-hmm. If anyone's like involved in this field, like especially reaching graduates, this is a definitely, if you're in this, if you're in the field of social, you know, social, we want to be a social worker or you're in the world of what nonprofits are helping these communities. I mean, the idea is like, look at the major organizations. I mean, you can look at everything from Salvation Armies to YMCA's. I mean, there's always, you know, Craigslist because in the larger, looking at the larger, uh, to really look at helping this community, you want these resources so people can feel settled so they don't have to fend for themselves in such Mm -hmm. questionable ways. You know what I mean? Just that's the best thing. That's the best thing. And there you go. What about the money? Is this a livable wage? I oh know. no, this is terrible. This is this is terrible. This is this is the worst thing ever. You think you, I? I, I, I Tyson wants to come to this job. Faith. I live off faith, and I, Roy, please, can I feature for you on the road? Please, I, <sighs> I, 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 I'm dying here. I, you do, I have I have stolen everything from my job. I have stolen. I steal. I steal toilet paper, pens. <laughs> I'm living off ink. Oh my god! You, I've had yeah, so many ink good. sandwiches. Look! Look at this! Look at it! Look at this! This ain't mine. This ain't mine. My coworker oh left. And he oh my god. Oh god! I don't live, brother. Someone help me. Fuck these organizations. Help me. That's what I need. Yeah. My 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 cash app is. Please, you understand it. Oh, 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 he is Kasim Bentley. <laughs> Kasim, thank you so much. Y'all find him online. Yeah, go see him when he's on the road. Um, and if you're in San Francisco, look him up and oh, be also, a part of something that's great. Can I pump my? I know that sounds bad. Can I pump my podcast? Yeah, yeah, uh, dude. You, of course. Uh, you long listen to me weekly. This is my podcast, White Slavery. Okay, coming in hot with the name. Yeah. Oh, what, yeah. What is 
give me give me what give us a synopsis of what the podcast is about. You had me at the name. Okay. White slavery. I'm in. It is a comedy podcast about all the isms. It's basically about the friendship between me and my co-host Murad Shaki. So Aww. it's a it's about that. It's two men of color having a podcast dealing with all the isms and all the weekly events in the world and everything in between. And it's good. There it's a it good is. podcast. We uh right there on Apple Podcasts, White Slavery, Kasim Bentley. White slavery is me figuring out my life and cracking hella jokes between this bullshit. Sometimes I let my <laughs> producer chime in. <laughs> That's nice. Okay. It's, it's what, yeah, it's pretty much there. Hey, the podcast is White Slavery. If you want to be a part of something great in San Francisco, please look up Kasim Bentley. Brother, I cannot thank you enough for coming on a job fair. I'll thank see you, you when I'm out west. Um, I'll see you in August. Um, Just put me on the yeah, list. Yeah, yeah, August, somewhere. We'll in share there. some yeah. fries. You know no, I mean? he will Indeed. not eat any fries. Wait, who are you, his wife? What's going no. on with you? <laughs> Did he have thank a stroke? You. He will thank not you eat for... any fries. Thank you. can have four fries. Hang up, hang up, Kasim. Bye. Is this Dr. Oz? I'm coming to see you, Kasim. <laughs> thank you. I just want some opening minutes. Respect to you, Kasim. Thank you, Rob. All, all right. No problem, brother. <laughs> nice talking to you. Thank Good you. Talk to you. All right, man. All right, now. <laughs> I can have a damn fry. After the break. <laughs> Scam of the week with the homie. Uh, well, see, you got me all messed up. Rod for short will be on to break the ice. He said something about some fight, mm. somebody at their job. And uh, scam of the week, uh, Disneyland. A former Disneyland is it Disneyland or Disney World? One of the former Mickey Mouse's employees snitching on how they used to get down at the ticket booth. Job fair. We'll be right back. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up, like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect, flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Roy's job fair. We back in business. Big thank you to the homie Kasumi Bentley. That's a very funny comedian. I didn't know that about it. That's, that's the cool thing about this show. You be finding out interesting shit about your friends. And with that aside, wow. <laughs> it's my pleasure to bring on a gentleman who has offered many a roof over a woman's head <laughs> night after night, assuming that those women choose to spend the night at his humble abode, depending on whether or not it's double booked. If it's double booked, you got to get your ass up out of there, and if you ain't got nowhere to go, you got to holler at Kasim. <laughs> he is the author of the best-selling book, How to Sneak and Have a Quickie with Them Kids Mama, While Them Kids Out There in the Backyard Playing. Comes to us from parts unknown. He helps us every week to break the ice. His mama named him Narado. We call him Rod for short. Rod good day to you and a happy conclusion to pride month and juneteenth brother yeah man what's what's going on happy happy end of pride month happy end of juneteenth uh i, I hope it's been a great pride month for everybody and, and a great juneteenth for everybody hope everybody knows that you know you're not a slave anymore and that you can come out the closet and hope you know maybe you can come out the closet as a slave. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? Who knows what you're into? They said no kink at Pride. Your boy is pro kink. <laughs> <laughs> and we're off and running. Rod, we have Rod on this program every week to give our people of opposite races something to break the ice with. So if you're a white person, something to chat it up with your black co-workers about, and vice versa. Rod. I'll let I'll, I'll let you decide which way you want to kick it off this week, brother. Um, in in honor of of Juneteenth, I want to I want I want to kick things off uh, for with something for white people to talk to their black coworkers about. Uh, right now, what's all the rage in the black community is a video released on Twitter recently where a guy went down to his girlfriend's job to fight one of her co-workers and promptly got his ass mopped up in the parking lot. <laughs> no, <he won't. laughs> no, 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 no,
You can't do it, Rod. Like you can't. This isn't about a black person getting their ass whooped. This is just about the fight and the circumstances. This is enjoyable for black people of all races. You know? Mm. <laughs> you know mm. about this. Rod sent me the video, JG. It's got like 50,000 retweets. Why did... As, as it was understood to me, per Rod, the dude was calling his girl a bitch in some warehouse. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't even know mm-hmm. where this warehouse is. I, don't know, I, I heard Michigan, other people said Ohio. He calling her a bitch. Mm-hmm. So she called her boyfriend. Mm-mm. Boyfriend pull up and go, hey, why are you calling my, my girl a bitch? Warehouse dude who has face tats, um, <laughs> black Air Force Ones, and he's not wearing socks. Okay. Ooh. Not to mention he's trying not to fight the boyfriend because he knows what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's already got the holy trinity of Shady though, the face tats, the black Nikes, and no socks. Yeah. That's a trifecta of Shady signs. Yeah. That's when you walk away. <laughs> yeah. Describe what happened next, Rod. Uh, the, the girlfriend is, is holding the boyfriend back, which is very weird. So she called him down there for this. Yeah. Uh, the guy who apparently called the girl a bitch, he's trying to keep dude from fighting, but the boyfriend refuses and, uh, he steps up and starts swinging. And that's when he gets hit back and falls to the ground. Now, one of the most ironic things about this fight is that 99.99% of the time, you want to get up as quick as possible in a fight if you get knocked down to keep from somebody jumping on top of you and taking advantage of you. But in this case, it was uh, one of those rare cases when you should have stayed down and covered up like during a bear attack. Because <laughs> the dude popped back up and he popped up into a German suplex. The co-worker <laughs> grabs him around the waist and perfect plexes his ass. <laughs> Shout out to Kurt Hennig, Mr. Perfect. He perfect flexed his ass. And then as soon as old boy hit the ground, he picked him up again into a jumping perfect flex in which both he and the boyfriend were off the ground. It was like some Dragon Ball Z shit. The boyfriend yoked them up into like the goddamn people's fucking elbow or some shit. Hit him with the rock bottom, and they both went in the sky, and he brought that dude down on that concrete mm. so damn hard. Here's all I'm going to say about this. If my girl is at a job, and a dude is calling her a bitch, before you call me, I'm not saying don't call me, before you call me, just, just go and run that to HR. <laughs> just get this nigga fired. <laughs> okay, just, just, like, if we're on the street, yeah, I got to square up. That's just what it is. We, there ain't no HR in these streets. Mm. But you, That's... Now both of y'all fired. Well, for sure she mm. got fired. You got to fire her because she called the boyfriend. So yes. you don't know what she's capable of after that. And she still got to work with the dude. So you can't have... Like, honestly, I think the only person that's safe in all of this is the warehouse dude. Oh, he's yeah. going back to prison, though. The prison tax. He didn't swing tried. first. That dude is he about to get a promotion. <laughs> no, he what was about to say. He's about to get a promotion. I don't know what y'all think. I'm with Ryan. He's about to be. He is the only one. 
I'm about to say he's face tats. That dude just moved himself <laughs> off the assembly line to up front. Like he green be classified D. That right. dude is killing the game right Put now. Put that box I'm down and pick up this badge. You are in control <laughs> of security now. It's what like, I want to know is who breaks up with who after this situation. Because mm, he mm. got his ass whooped in front of his girl, but it's his girl's fault he was fighting. Who's mad enough and deserves to break up with the other one? <laughs> You've got to. If I'm the boyfriend, I break up with you. Because number one, you knew before you called me down here that this dude wasn't wearing socks. So <laughs> warehouse job and he works in shorts. You understand like how dangerous that is just in general nicks and forklift pallet like the ways you can get scraped up at a warehouse and he don't care and then you call me down here i don't see a way that this dude gets fired but i do think that this is a bigger conversation that you could have at your job about whether or not it is your spouse's responsibility to handle hr matters for you he's getting fired because karen is now afraid of him she was afraid of him before with the tattoos. Now she's seen him be a WWE wrestler. He's gone too. Sorry. I hope he's listening to the job. Thing. So if you're so if you're HR JG, you would fire both employees. Oh, I'm gonna watch the tape and sell it. But then I'm also gonna fire both of them. I don't think that dude gets fired. I think Karen is turned on now. And she is going to invite my <laughs> oh, man out Rod, for I love you, drinks. You know how that goes. It works. He's going to get in my quote unquote drinks tonight. I love you, Rod. <laughs> the big lesson here is to always remember that you cannot defend your girl's honor if you weren't there when she was disrespected because you don't know what happened. Who knows why that dude got his ass whooped? His girl could have been completely in the role, but all she told him was he called me a bitch and then he went down there and got stomped the fuck out all because his girl spit in the dude's face and he responded with bitch. And it's like, that's, you got to be careful with that. She spit in his face? I'm saying he doesn't know what happened. All oh, he knows okay. is, he doesn't know all the come bad. fight for me. And you, the first thing you got to say is, why? What okay. happened? Okay. Yeah, you gotta. Cause she could be one hundred percent wrong. <laughs> you gotta yeah, show. Son. That's the boyfriend. The boy Rod said the boyfriend gotta show up like the police or the domestic. Okay, yeah. so you stand over there. And I'll talk to you in a second. That's it for real, uh, ma'am. Be careful out here, <laughs> ma'am. Would you like to tell me why he told you a bitch? <laughs> yeah, you got to, man. All right, let's flip the script. What can black people talk to their white coworkers about this week, Rod? Black people, uh, what you're talking to white people about this week as we close out Pride Month and Juneteenth and enter into July, we're talking dogs. We're going classic all-American talk. We're talking to white people about dogs, but we're also talking to them about dogs from down under. That's right. We're taking this one to Australia, the first country to be established as a penal colony, but that's a history lesson for another yeah, day. Prison island. Yeah. But uh Australia uh has had an auction and I wanna I wanna go to the list because I need to get this auction house right. The Australian Premier Working Dog Auction. It sounds very slave like. Premier working dog. Auction. Yes, it's an auction strictly for dogs that work farms and whatnot. 
Okay, uh, so like they heard him dogs. And, the... <laughs> and uh, yeah, and for $27,000, a new record. <sighs> somebody picked up a two-year-old Australian Kelpie, which is looks like a miniature uh, German Shepherd, and it's apparently a sheep dog. It's used for herding sheep and cattle. Any animals you can herd, you use that dog, and it's going for 27 Gs which they don't even pay humans to herd cattle that much in America. Why is this still a dog's job? Like, why isn't there just a dude in a golf cart just riding alongside <laughs> a herd? Like, get your way up. Get the fuck. Like, with yeah. a horn or something? <laughs> like an air horn? Like, when they were trying to I mean, I know the dogs, dogs love it, but I... I... I guess it's worth it. I know the dogs also do a good job of keeping prey away right. from the herd as well. I would say free labor, but they paid damn near thirty thousand dollars for this dog. Wait a minute! You bought the dog for twenty-seven grand, and you're they gonna bought make the dog it, at auction, and you're gonna make it work for the sole purposes of working. It was like I said, the Australian premier working dog auction. So they went there specifically looking for dogs to herd their cattle, and they spent almost thirty thousand dollars on one. And I got to tell you, I'd heard cattle for $27,000. Well, you have to calculate if the last dog you had, if you lost X amount of head of cattle mm -hmm. to predators or wandering off, right? Right. What did that head of cattle cost you against your bottom line versus mm -hmm. the cost of a dog that would, in theory, lo it's loss prevention. Right. This is casino security. Then they should just hire the dude that beat up that girl's boyfriend then. If we talk in security, I bet one of those sheep run away with that thing out there standing out there slamming motherfuckers. One sheep, watch your big boss man slam one of them motherfuckers. They won't run off again. Bad, bad. He got a nigga out there to spin the Texas clover leaf. I'm sorry, Jacqueline. I'm a child. <laughs> I am a child, Jacqueline. <laughs> What's the most y'all would pay for a dog? Like your dream dog. What's the most you spend on that? Oh, I know the dog I want, but I need the land for it. I want a blue tick hound. But I'm not going to pay 27 grand for it. I would like to be pure blood. I might pay three grand for it, but that's it. You want a blue tick now? You, you got to remember she from the country. <laughs> also, you got to remember I shoot at things, so I need someone to go fetch it. Like the, she wants the dog from Duck Hunt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You know what? I, I'm ashamed to say I like Yorkies. Like, I like mm. little bitty ass dogs. Like, I just, I don't want no dog that's taking. Like that, that coon hound gonna be all fun and games, Jacqueline. Till you see them, them grown man shits it take out in your grass. <laughs> That's why it's in the backyard, boy. Like a couple of acres out there. So that way she can't find the shit once it once once it's out there doing. It's fertilizer. Yeah, it's fertilizer. It property line. <laughs> Part of why I don't want a dog is that because we feed dogs all of the same stuff that we eat and so they starting to catch like human diseases and stuff and so like seriously <laughs> like the healthcare cost of a dog once it gets a little older neck and neck with a child boss
So it's not, know. don't you do that with neck and neck yeah. with a damn child. Only way it is that neck and neck with a child. You know the difference between a dog and a child? You can open the front door and a dog will go. All right, the child will stay. <laughs> you can leave that door open. Not if you tell him it's candy Ralph, out there. Ralph will put the family dog on waivers because it got a cough. Hey, hey, we can get him with a dog, bruh. Y'all ain't, I'm just saying. Nah, Roy is right, man. Roy is right. Like, that's what I did. Mm. Like, before I, like, went full-time comedy, that's that's the business I worked in for, like, 13 years at and like them vet bills, man. Motherfuckers used to come in there for examinations and, and well, make, like, let's cut this little piece of mm-hmm. nothing. That shit be like $900. They made it up for 30 minutes. It, that shit could get wild. People who are willing to pay for it, they pay a lot to fucking Me? take care of them dogs. I did man. it. I paid I, for it. I just think if you. Yeah, that's right. She told me. Benefits that. To get their dogs <laughs> and, and like get them checked for diabetes. And every time they say that to me, I felt like I was a meanie because I was like, you know, I got kids, right? Like, I, I'm not paying for my dog's diabetes problem. The fluffy can go. <laughs> I feed my kids. Y'all can share blood pressure medication. <laughs> you ain't breaking so, on the dog a, a piece of your blood pressure medicine like it's a scrap from the table. Yeah. Come over here and get this Trevesta boy. We both got cataracts. <laughs> the podcast is Uncle Rod's Story Corner. You can find it wherever you find us. Rod, happy Fourth of July. Uh, what any any plans we need to know about? What are you doing? You doing anything out of the ordinary for the fourth? Uh, no, not as of right now. Although since we are coming out of quarantine and whatnot uh one of one of my girls said her husband might be going on a business trip around the fourth so if he does then i then that means i've got a date you know what i'm saying so fingers crossed oh my gosh fingers crossed i might have a date for the fourth if her husband leaves everybody everybody pray on that the truth be told we heard you were recently at the boat I was recently at the boat. I got slipped back to the boat hotel. <laughs> I did slip back off to the boat while I was in Nashville recently, and uh, might slip back up there. I got to go back next weekend. Uh-huh. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be kicking around that part of Nashville next weekend. So, uh, you know, I have to check my girl's tour schedule, and if it's clear, <gasps> your boy might be back in the old boaty boat. You know, get this Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> some of us, some of us hope to have yes. ribs for the Fourth of July, and some of us ride around town giving out the bone. Hey man, he that. is Narado, aka Rob for short. Next week, brother, bless up, yeah man. I rock. Thank you. Jackman, I can't believe you. Seriously, you would you would fire the guy that defended himself against a stranger coming to his job to confront him. I'm gonna fire both of them because this is not a place for that. He showed restraint, but he should have walked away. That is my HR response. 
as a dude is pushing on me and getting in my face. And he's already threatened me from across the parking lot. I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to beat your ass. So the moment you get up on me, a verbal threat is the same as throwing a punch in most states. Understood. I have not seen this video yet. But again, if he had the opportunity to threaten him from across the parking lot, then he should have left. He should have got in his car. He should have went into the building. He should have found someone else if he wanted to keep that job. He was already on the edge. I'm going to argue that you sound real good right now until you see the video. And then I want you to reimagine yourself as an HR woman looking at this facially tattooed mock of a man and being like, you know what? You, you can stay. That's what's going to happen, Jack. I'm telling you, that there's no way mm -hmm. I couldn't be HR and look at the dude with the face tat that passed a drug test and gave me his parole man's card and be like, you know what? I saw the tape. You have to go. I can't. Mm -hmm. He can stay. Let me he can stay. And he's getting a promotion. Nope. Let me remind you as well. And for everyone who is listening, it is no secret. HR is for the company. That did not make this company look good, no matter how you spin it. It did not what? bring any money into the doors. So both of them are gone. He was in uniform. Logo <laughs> on the shirt. You can see the logo of the company for this day. But he did the company proud, though, Roy. He tried to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> How you gonna fire him? He tried to walk away and then my man challenges manhood. Like, when you put it that way, JG, that makes perfect sense. HR's job is to protect the company. They Absolutely. do not care about the employees. Nope, they come to you. They actually hire people just like me who come with this sweet little voice and say, we care about you. And then they walk right outside that door and say, fire, gone. Coward. Mm -hmm. Fire me to my mm -hmm. face, then. Nope, that's not how that's it works. Yes. That's scary. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You're sure real thug behind that HR door. No, I'll no. fire you, but that's not how this works. Let me show up to the radio station. <laughs> now I'm embarrassed at 5 50 in the morning. Cowards. <laughs> so sorry. It's okay, but I'm over that. I'm over Are you? It was Are a long you? time ago. <laughs> they didn't bring you to the little room and escort you out the back with security? No, the man. The radio I people fight. was nice. Bro, I found out on Twitter at five o'clock in the morning. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, press release. <laughs> but tell him what you did right after that. I went back to sleep. Yes. <laughs> what else is there to do? <laughs> five in the morning. Why would I bother being angry at six a.m. on Twitter? Nah, Radio One did us did us real sweet. I used to, uh, they brought us all into a room. They told us the. Uh, produce the shows that we had upcoming and put them in the queue. And then they were like, and we need everybody to come upstairs and, and, and you know, we gotta have a meeting. We're like, okay, this is weird. Five o'clock, they bring us up in the room. All of you, we are dissolving, uh, what do they tell us? We're dissolving the whole unit. Each one of you has a severance package. Here's this little envelope and we're gonna have security walk each and every one of you out individually. And none of us even had the time to figure out what was going on. And they gave me three security dudes. I was taller than everybody else. And I was like, I'm not even violent. Like, why? <laughs> I just want to go home. Like, why? So yeah, radio, bro. Mm. Scam of the week. I've always been curious about this place. Mm -hmm. The most magical place on earth, apparently, is also one of the scammiest. <laughs> JG. Uh, who who be scamming out there in the universe today? Well, it's a guy named Michael. He's in California, and the scam actually took place at Disney. Disney World? How can you scam at Disney? First off, Disney World, now you want to talk about some casino shit. Disney World keeps a camera. True. Disney World mm -hmm. 
D- Disney World has, I've heard, well, at least I've heard, we can ask him in a second when we get him on, but I've heard that Disney World has like plain clothes security. Mm-hmm. They'll just mm-hmm. be out there intermingling with y'all, seeing what the hell y'all are up to. Disney World uh, prices right now, $100 a person for Gen Pop. A little pricey. Okay, I don't know the, the difference between world and land. The only one I've been to is down mm. in Florida. So what's the difference? Florida Florida is world, then land is in California, I think. What's the difference? It's all about a mouse. Yeah, but you got to give them each their own little different. Oh, you've been to that one, but this one's totally different. Let's just get Mike on here. Mike, welcome to the job fair. Let's not use his last name because you know that mouse be listening. Facts. Facts. <laughs> yeah. Come get his ass retroactive. We probably should scramble his voice. <laughs> Five dudes in a goofy suit gonna show up to his door tomorrow morning. Just drag him out with a bag over his head. Michael, what's going on with your brother? How you doing? I'm good. How about you? We good. All right, first things first. What's the difference between Disney World and Disneyland? Please. Uh it's like you said, they just each have their own little name. You got Disneyland, you got Disney World, you got uh, I think Euro Disney, mm-hmm. Tokyo Disney, and just, you know, they have all their, they, they're all similar, but they all have different names. They have some slight differences. Not all of them have the same rides, things like that. I love a good scam. So what was the hustle that you and your buddies were able to figure out uh, at Disney World? Well, this was 15 years ago. So this was, you know, pre, they hadn't installed like cameras everywhere yet and the ticket taking system wasn't a computer yet. Like now it's a computer, it prints out the tickets when uh, you scan. So technology killed this hustle. Good. Retro hustle. Okay. <laughs> so they what happened was, you know, they let every employee they give you a pass to sign people in for free. Mm-hmm. Well, back then they'd give each ticket taker a stack of tickets. And so whenever someone came up and scanned it, scanned their pass, you'd give them however many tickets they needed, give them four tickets. Well, you know, it's just a stack of tickets sitting right there on your turnstile. So, you know, <laughs> someone came up and wanted to get in, you would uh, slide them a ticket. But you're also right about the plane clothes. So it's like you got to be careful about it. You got to make sure they're not watching. Couldn't just slide to anybody, right? Like, you know, you just, you just couldn't would. just. But there was <laughs> one guy I remember Uh-oh. who they eventually caught. Because this guy would okay. go through stacks of tickets. Like, you'd hear rumors of him going through like 10 stacks in an eight hour shift. And how many tickets is that ballpark? How many in a stack? At least 100. Whoa. If not more. <laughs> he left the whole park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they started like <laughs> writing down the serial numbers in his tickets, and then they finally caught him when they started doing that. Cause I mean, yeah, that's what happens, though. There's always someone that's overzealous in the hustle and they mess it up for everybody. Greedy. That's the thing that uh, greed, greedy. greed mm-hmm. always kills it. Honestly, we got the computers around the time he got fired, I think. So <laughs> he really he really killed it. It was a game changer. Yeah, Mickey Mouse wasn't going to play that shit. OK, so you have the stack of tickets. Someone comes up, they scan their employee pass and then you hand them tickets. So. This is also if this is pre-computerized ticketing, then this is pre-Venmo and all of that. So that means you got to be getting the cash off site beforehand. Yeah, or PayPal. Pay me in PayPal advance. Was, still, was around back then. Okay, okay. So early days PayPal. Okay, cool. So now, the, I'm trying to understand. 
if I walk through a turnstile, the way Disney World set up, as I understand, and I've only gone once, and I was in like 95 drunk at FAMU, <laughs> Bethune-Cookman, Florida Classic. It's better there's, on alcohol. Yeah, I was about to say there are very few places better to be inebriated than the average place. Jacqueline doesn't drink, Michael, so she doesn't understand the joys that Ralph and I are trying to preach to her. <laughs> um, <laughs> you go to one booth. I pay money at this booth. That person gives me a ticket. I go through the turnstile. Turnstile person takes my ticket and rips it. Mm-hmm. And boom, I'm in Disney World. How did people circumvent the box office? They would just come straight to the turnstile and you would hand them the ticket? Yeah. Boom. That simple. Boom. This is like, this is OG shit right here, Ralph. This is meat and potato scam. Like, this is meat and potatoes going to the movies, and we would hand the ticket ripper a piece of cardboard that was the same color as a movie ticket, and he would just rip that. That's important. That. I, I was telling Mike uh, that, um, you know, down in the AUC, you always had a hookup. We had the shorty that was uh, in school, but we knew that if you spoke, she worked at uh, Six Flags. And as long as you said something before Wednesday and you gave her a dub, she put you in, in the in, in the six flag free on a Friday. You know what I'm saying? Can you quickly share what a dub is? Because I'm gonna have four people ask me that question. I keep forgetting that I'm not talking to only black people. I'm so sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Twenty dollars. You also yeah. not only talking to Twenty dollars. The the demo of this show goes from yes. fourteen to seventy four. Uh, it's higher than that because my granddaddy listening now. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Michael, thank you so much for sharing that with us, brother. I appreciate that. I'm not sure where you are in this world, but if my comedy ever finds its way to you, just let me know. Hit up JG and uh, and I'll have a stack of tickets at the door <laughs> and just walk up to me and I'll hand you one and just wink, wink and just shoot me the paper. Two, Michael. You only get two, Michael. No. <laughs> 800 fucking tickets the audacity of you per day and that guy works full time okay one last question Michael anything crazy we need to know about we know this was many many years ago but is there anything else we need to know about this mouse that we wouldn't ordinarily know yeah what's the secrets of Disney World to help optimize your experience help optimize your experience I would say definitely one thing we don't know that we should know definitely fast pass Mm mm-hmm you know, like get as many of those as you can so you don't have to wait in line as much. I don't know what it's like now because now they're on this whole reservation system. They're not even doing annual passes right now because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So probably completely changed by, by now. Indeed. Well, here's a Disney World, Disneyland, Tokyo Disney OG, Michael, assuming that's your real name. Thank you so much for coming on the job there, brother. <laughs> Appreciate you. it. No problem. Thank you. All right, brother. See you, Mike. All right, that's the show. We did it. Ralph, good to have you on board another week. Good, sir. Appreciate you for helping line up some of these motherfucking guests that we've had on. Jacqueline, appreciate you for corralling the rest. Uh, big shout out to our researcher down South Georgia girl, a.k.a. Ronda Rush Job Fair, is a product of South Park and Princeton Productions, iHeartMedia, and Comedy Central. Check us out every Friday on Sirius XM Comedy Central 95. I know you can download the show here, but if you just riding in the car shit we there too man that's all right we're growing yeah we grow. Feel strong. Feel strong. now if you'll excuse me 
I'm gonna head on down to the casino and see if I can flip this hundred dollars <laughs> into a hundred thousand. Get that money. No. Get that money. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com.